You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of May 2nd, 2020. This is episode 152. From that lockdown city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And continuing to broadcast to your naked steaming ears from a remote location, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, hey, guess what? AJ and I are feeling a little bit better as the weeks go by, uh, even though we're in our remote locations. We're continuing the Quarantine Chronicles, uh, a chance to be able to have conversations with a uh, stay-at-home vibe. This is Volume 4, next on the Bellingham Podcast. Well, Chris, you're sounding a lot more chipper. How, how are things? Uh, things can be really uh, a factorial of seven better when you actually take time away from work. Congratulations. <laughs> can you tell I've had some days off? Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Uh, hit the wall last week and I had to take two days uh, to make it like a four-day weekend. And uh, the object of the game was to not check email. And <laughs> I'm talking personal, freelance, work, uh, anything. Uh, and mission accomplished. Uh, that was really good. Plus, uh, while some people like to be busy during their time, like do errands and other things, you can't do any errands because you can't go nowhere. Uh, however, I uh, wanted my mind to rest. And I can hear that question that's being begged by the, our uh, thousands, millions of listeners. Chris, what did you do uh, during your time off when you're not checking email or doing work stuff? Well, you know, my mind rested by watching movies and spe specifically the godfather the godfather Ooh. part two uh let's go back to the early 70s right around the time that i emerged on this planet uh and then also a couple tom cruise mission impossible movies just because i need that nyuck, nyuck, uh you know <laughs> uh, action movie kind of genre in my life that's right so uh anyway i'm feeling a lot better got some really good perspective talk with a couple valued uh, friends who have a lot of sage wisdom to impart uh, with me. By the way, uh, I hope that everyone has someone in their life that when they speak, you shut up and listen. If you can, if you have someone in your life that you put in high regard or that you hold in high regard, that when they speak, you don't try to talk over them you know you got someone that's valuable in your life. So anyway, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. AJ, how about yourself? Uh, same old, same old. I mean, just kind of hanging in there. And We got things to talk about, don't we? Yeah, we do. So on this episode, we, I guess we're going we're gonna to go quiet a little bit. We're going to find the sound of silence. I got a couple things uh, that have occurred recently that we've been uh, made aware of and getting in touch with the, the quiet in our lives. But uh, you have a follow-up from last week. I do. So uh, a you know, all of the thousands of listeners that listen to our show. Uh, Chris, you made mention the fact that you were outside of being, you know, work angry, but just you're, you're getting a little angry. There's, there's some data tracking going on in this world. Uh, and, is. you know, in our discussion, uh, I brought up, you know, the, the data sets that people use when, with regards to COVID and tracking and stuff, you had brought up that there was an article stating that there was a big megalith of, of data collected on us, unbeknownst to any of us knowing. And I had made the comment, you know, it would be better if the data set was opt-in where people would actually contribute 
to the data set knowingly because we would actually be able to get more trend and, and, and more valuable data as opposed to we do not have any specificity of how the data uh, relates, whether people left their phones at home, whatever, whatnot. Well, out of those thousands of listeners, Google and Apple apparently listen to us, or at least I'm going to say so. Yes, I say so too. This week, the Big A and the Big G issued a joint press release um, saying that Apple and Google are partnering on the COVID-19 contact tracing technologies. I've got a link in the show notes. And uh, for the love of all <laughs> 80s pro wrestlers everywhere, drink. drink. Out of it, it's, it's out of the Apple press room. Um, and the, the, pertinent, the poignant quote that I wanted to bring out was, uh, quote, Apple and Google will work to enable a broader Bluetooth-based contact tracing platform. Oh, goody. Please continue. Uh, allow for more individuals to participate if they choose to opt in, as well as enable interaction with broader ecosystems of apps, government, health authorities, etc. Privacy, transparency will be open and published information uh, will be put up for others to analyze. So I just wanted to throw out like, you know, we have the technology and we could build trend models uh, ethically. And it's kind of nice that both the big A and the big G kind of are uh, like the Hardy boys tag teaming it in the, the, the TLC match as it were. Indeed. Yeah. WrestleMania 17 called, they want their uh, wham, bam, slam uh, data collection back. No, that it's great that they are at least saying for now that they are uh, asking people to, or uh, having people opt in. However, um, not that we're a news source or anything like that, but I happened to notice uh, as I was perusing tech type feeds today that the iOS 13, iOS 13.5 beta uh, that's coming soon, or at least an update to our iPhone and iPad devices will have COVID-19 uh, turned on by default. However, there's a way you can go into settings, privacy, uh, health, and then there'll be a toggle switch to turn off COVID-19 if you want. Uh, hmm. Hey, what do I know? I'm not a tech news resource, but uh, I just Nor do you realized, put on a podcast. No, I, no, I don't. And if the time was to come, you'd have millions of followers when I, when I would get on the <laughs> stick. Anyway, um, with that in mind, uh, it's great that they're wanting to help out with the cause. Don't like what might be used with my data. As sure. a result, I have taken their press release and I have offered my retort in the fact that um, I have gotten used to, at least since uh, last week's recording, um, I've, I've, I've leveraged my, my Faraday bag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, that thing. Yes. Throw my phone in a, in a very uh, slim, svelte, non-Velcro uh, container that's magnetized. And I take that with me because uh, I, I want to be available in case of an emergency, I'm going to bust out my phone. I want to have some way to, you know, use that in case of emergency. However, when I'm out and about, either in my car, walking the dog or something else, I like listening to my music, uh, the quieter, the better. Uh, and I also like listening to my podcasts, the more informative, the better. And I am able to do that while not having it on my iPhone, since that's going to be having every signal blocked, especially with my Bluetooth earpieces, with an iPod Touch sixth generation, not the latest and greatest. Uh, I was able to pick one up off of a well-known uh, auction type website for about 90 bucks. 
uh, and it was in black because there is no other color. So with that in mind, you get pretty much everything you would need from an iPhone device, except the dialer. So I don't need to make phone calls. I just need to listen to my music and stuff. So I've been rocking the iPod touch out and about. See, Chris, I, I would go one step more minimal than you. I would have just taken the wired headphones and plugged it into your Faraday bag. And that way you could still listen to your music. True. That's one great way of doing <laughs> it. But in case something happened, well, actually with my phone, I don't have a headphone jack. Although the lightning port would have an adapter in which I could use that. However, Thank I don't you. want that breaking off. And uh, oh, by the way, the Faraday, the, the little pocket from Silent Pocket is a little bulky for my uh, big jeans back pocket. So anyway, it would be a little, uh, the, the iPod touch is a lot more svelte, if you know what I'm saying. Fine, fine, fine. I just, I just thought so, I would throw down my minimal card. It's not often I get to do that, so. No, not at all. No, but I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> Segway, segwaying from away from technology and the dystopian universe that we view it in. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's look at something a little bit localer and a little bit more happy. Shout out to the Washington State Parks Foundation. Indeed. And this, uh, I believe this weekend, they have what they're calling the Great Washington Camp-In. Have you, did you take a look at the site? I did check that out. It's a nice way to be able to get families re-engaged with uh, the great outdoors and good on them for trying something. Yeah, so if you don't know what this is, basically on uh, May 1st, basically you camp where you camp in place as it were. So for instance, if you have a backyard and you still have all of your gear like me and you were prepped to go because around this time I had plans to do a mountain trip, uh, but unfortunately that got canceled. But you take your kit, you go out in your backyard, pitch a tent, and as a family, you still camp. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, well, AJ, what if you don't have a backyard? I got you covered. That was, that was exactly what I was wondering, by the way. See, of course, of course. I can, I can read you from 90 miles away. So right. here's the thing. Camp in place literally means whatever place you have. If you got a living room, pitch a tent. If you don't have a tent, take and get your inner eight-year-old on. Take a blanket, take a couple of chairs, and fake a tent. It's about the concept. It's not about what the execution is. And bonus points if you have an apartment because you'd have access to indoor plumbing very easily. I'm not a camper, so can you tell? Yeah, it's okay, Chris. We'll we'll fix that. But yeah. um, also, they have a they have a live stream um, that you can kind of jump in on as well, which is going to have, I believe, like nature programming. So, for instance, like orca education or something around the Salish Sea is what I'm guessing. I haven't done the, the they did one of these campaigns before, and I wasn't uh, part of it. But I like the notion. I like the cause, so I wanted to leverage it here on the show. Absolutely. Something to check out as we enter a new month. Well, we'll probably be in a new month when this show airs. Yes. But yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great uh, aspect for that. What else has been going on uh, as of late since our previous recording for you? I have been kicked out of my office, the office that we talked about that was my ad hoc office on my video, which was Interesting. Common, commonly known as my dining room. Oh, and how did you get overruled or extracted from that? Was that from a landlord or from uh, the government? Yes, it would be the government of Wiffy and under her I follow. So <laughs> indeed. So no, so um, as many people have, have seen, like the video that I did of my, my morning routine, I'd make my coffee, I would make my ad hoc stand up desk and stuff. Well, my uh, Wiffy decided uh, one morning, she's like, okay. I appreciate what you have done, and this is great. We love having you around. However, 
you're messing with our chi because we, mm. I have a toddler that needs to go in and outside. She needs to use the kitchen in close proximity. I'm in calls, I'm in consult, whatever. So she's like, I'm kicking you out. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? We're going to convert the playroom slash guest room slash the extra room into your office. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, so my toddler got kicked out of his, he got evicted. He also has a family room and the dining room and the kitchen. I mean, the whole house is your kiddo. He has about a quarter acre to his name, Chris. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the weather's getting nicer. So he has the backyard or the back 40, if you will. Yes, he's got, he's got the uh, South 40, uh, which I'm very envious of. But no, in, in doing so, the setup that I had downstairs didn't work. I mean, obviously, I don't have, uh, I, I used my curtains for my green screen. Um, I had a, a stool that I flipped over to make as my stand-up desk. So I had to uh, kind of reinvent some things in here. So I've got, uh, actually, you could see, I actually got um, a, a piece of wood, a dowling, ran it across the length of the room, because it's a very small room, and um, have my green screen. Looks good, MacGyver. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I can pull it across should I need it for production. And um, my microphone is still on the same stand and stuff. But I did, uh, I'm at a sitting desk currently because I haven't figured out how to do a standing desk up here yet. Give it time. I got one of these and I'll put a link in the, the show notes. Um, it's just a laptop riser. It's made out of aluminum. Um, and it gets you a good 10 to 10-ish uh, inch rise and you can tip the, the display. And the only reason I point this out is, as many of us have worked at home probably have, have realized, sitting on the couch and looking down into your screen, if you don't have a neck ache already, I am shocked. So this riser kind of puts it so that you're at eye level, kind of like conventional desktop computer. And just for your ergonomics and neck strain, I would highly encourage people to do so. Um, I was using a bunch of two by four and a, a TV tray downstairs. And so my wife allowed me to elevate that no pun intended um with this so it's it's good that you have an opportunity uh, and we're we're blessed to have guest rooms uh, available to us for yes. our professional work um but it's good to be able to uh have this opportunity because this is an investment because yeah. uh, no one was expecting to be having to work from home for this long we have offices for a reason and uh, i'm happy that you uh, are able to uh, continue to make lemonade, if not maybe a lemon tort uh, with the mm -hmm. lemons that you've been given and uh, make a tasty uh, office setup. Try and try and what about you? Have you have you upgraded anything in your office? Uh, coming soon, research and found a deal on a motorized uh, standing sitting desk. Uh, that's about four feet by two and a half feet or something like that a good amount of space to be able to have that. And uh, it's coming soon, because uh, I think it was time my back was telling me, hey, Chris, it's time yeah. to make an investment in your workspace at home. So stay tuned. We might talk about that next episode. Cool, cool. I'm glad that you're doing that too. Yeah, I got a few other bits and bobs coming in, but we'll, we can talk about that when they actually get in. So I've, I've tried to eliminate many of the bops in my life and a couple of the bips are, are coming soon. But uh, one thing that is uh, not going away is 102.3 FM KMRE. They're community-powered at kmre.org. That's right. Uh, and so as, getting back to the home <laughs> setups uh, for what we had, um, there, there is some, uh, has, have you uh, gotten any news as far as what's been going on in our neck of the woods, meaning our state? We've had a couple of developments as of late. Yes. And again, Chris and I are not a news show, but if we were. We do the heck of a lot better. 
kind of dovetails with the 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 whole camp in place uh, situation is that I believe this week Governor Jay Inslee is set to reopen all if not most of our state parks and DNR Department of Natural Resources lands for day use only not for overnight so I just wanted to throw that out and there's a link in the show notes to his um, issuance. It's nice that uh, we're as a state that we are gently dipping our toe back into the normal pool uh, albeit cautiously because we don't want to have to go through what we went through in February, March ish or so. Yeah. I also want to give a, a little bit of a, a, a mention. This isn't really news, but something that I noticed and you know, I don't know how many episodes, probably since episode 150 or at least 149, I haven't been in the best of moods uh, for various reasons, but I noticed uh, during my time away that there was a brief beacon of light in the otherwise dark, dismal uh, uh, state we are all currently in. I went to uh, a retail establishment uh, here in uh, our town that, that rhymes with Blargit. And, um, and I, I was able to see a huge wall of hand sanitizer bottles, both pump and refill, and mm -hmm. a whole lot of uh, hand soaps. And just from seeing that available for purchase, and yeah, they had the one limit one per customer, which is totally understandable. Uh, that gave me a little bit of a, ah, it's nice to see something returning that was, uh, that has been uh, completely devoid on the shelves. Uh, a little, one yeah. step closer to a little bit of normalcy. So should anyone, at least in Bellingham, uh, should you need some, let's, you know, let's keep the needs and the wants uh, you know, completely compartmentalized. Also, I'm, I'm just noticing what used to be an eyebrow raising anomaly uh, is now turning into a socially acceptable norm. And many people are, are aware of this right now, but um, wearing masks when you're out in public uh, is yeah. starting to become a regular thing. And good, you know, I, I had a conversation with uh, some folks last night whose uh, relatives, our, our, well-respected elders in uh, the advanced years. They are supporting the war effort, very similar to how they might have back uh, in uh, conflicts in the past. We are at a war with a, uh, with a virus and our respected elders are sewing masks uh, hmm. for people. I'm hearing stories of uh, wonderful people in our community who have the knowledge in how to sew hundreds of masks that they are, you know, making out of cloth, going to the fabric store uh, around getting the swatches of material and doing their, uh, their, they're creating content. It's of the wearable kind. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very encouraged by how someone who may be in a retirement uh, chapter in their life, they are really doing a killer service. If not for uh, medical and retail for, you know, the, the, the new first responders, uh, if you will, but just for folks who might need one, uh, since the, the, I just was really, uh, if you are listening to this and you have the skills uh, to sew and you have made masks for others, you get a tip of the hat from your host, Chris Powell, uh, here on the Bellingham podcast. Thank you for what you're doing in this uh, season. We certainly appreciate it because guess what, AJ? I don't know how to sew. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a wonderful lady named Arlene who uh, was kind enough to share one of the hundreds of masks that she 
uh, sewed and, and shared one with me. I don't know how to do that. I would have to uh, wear my torn up Motley Crue t-shirt in order to uh, keep my nose and mouth thing. But no, it looks pretty cool and it's dark colored. So bonus points. Thank you, Arlene. Uh, if you're listening, I certainly appreciate it. So it was just another thing that I'm enjoying uh, seeing in society. Well, Arlene, you are the goods. Indeed. And I second that uh, with a big old exclamation point. So um, yeah, so earlier on in the show, we had talked about uh, getting quiet. And is this, uh, is this newly found because of your days off, Chris? Like, did you go and go to the monastic life or what, what happened? I, would, I was not lucky to experience that level of quiet. Uh, you know, monastic is fantastic uh, and, and bombastic in some cases. I have this uh, friend, this uh, really well-respected gentleman uh, that I have known for a number of years. His name is Patrick. He's in Minnesota. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. He happened to uh, mention on his blog that there is a documentary called In Pursuit of Silence, uh, excuse me, In Pursuit of Silence. And you had me right there at silence. But the fact is, In Pursuit of Silence is a documentary from a couple years ago. During the COVID-19 era, they made it available to watch for free. And I spent 81 minutes in pure bliss watching a cinematic uh, explanation, a cinematic journey into how noise pollution is affecting our society these beautiful landscapes where there's little captions that would say where the location is and decibel level would be 31 or 18. Uh, I learned what an anechoic chamber was. Uh, That is something that is devoid of any decibels. I don't think I want to spend much time in there because I think I would go berserk uh, (laughs) in there, but such a wonderful life quenching documentary and uh, got a link to where this documentary is online. Uh, it it just rocketed number one with a silencer bullet, if you will, uh, on my favorite documentaries list. Uh, it, they based it from a 2011 book, In Pursuit of Silence, Listening for Meaning in a World of Noise. This is written by George Prochnik way back in 2011. Such a beautiful documentary for our times. And, you know, I, I don't know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I've only started watching it ever since we, we talked off the mic. And the opening scene of the film... I will say is probably one of my favorites. Like it is just this, this static one, one lonely tree in a field of, I'm guessing corn. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that it was a long scene. Like it was a long establishing scene so much so that if you felt like, where's this going? That's the point of this film. And I haven't gotten to the end, Chris, but I'm guessing the, the cinematography that they, the, the methodology that they used forces you to have to slow down and watch this film. It is not something that is constant tweet, fast cuts. And I noticed that deliberate methodology. Like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I'm guessing that carries through. I'm going to spoil the ending for you, AJ. It's a fade to credits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's just for those of you that uh, may need a break from what you're currently watching. Uh, on the streaming uh, scene, if you will. Check out In Pursuit of Silence. And and actually, I have a challenge for you listeners out there. It would be a great way. How long can you go without looking at your screen on your phone? Uh, and and actually just pay attention to it. It's, it's a, such, it, very rarely will I encounter a movie or some type of TV show or some type of media that I would go to that website and drop money with the promo poster, the 11 by 17 promo poster, because oh, wow. I believe in that so much. Yeah, it's on delivery or it's in process. 
uh, stickers to put on my laptop uh, and also an accompanying book, uh, the physical book. So yeah, that's something I was like, nope, I believe in this. Uh, No, no, I I dig it. Like I said, I look forward to finishing it. I have a a quick clarification to throw out that kind of subtly slips into the silence that we're talking about. Sure. Uh, Last last episode, I mentioned that I'm on the, the look for a journal. A few of you have reached out to me and threw me out some recommendations. One clarification, I prefer hard covered notebooks. So uh, I, I appreciate everybody who's, who's reached out and shot me a couple of, of ideas. I, you know, field note is great. I, I feel you. I appreciate everybody who has sent me stuff, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I am looking for a hardbound one. I do use a, a soft uh, pocket version uh, when I travel and I, I a few people remembered that, um, but that's only when I travel. So my, my main mothership notebook, I usually like hardbound. So uh, just wanted to throw that out. Appreciate everybody. So please keep them coming. I appreciate that. So yep, cool. more, more comments to uh, reach AJ on his quest for a new hardcover uh, notebook journal to continue the analog side of his uh, brain dump, if you will. So before we close out the show, uh, we have a new segment that we've been doing ever since our, our quarantine. And I think you and I have hung, kind of hung out on the, the concept of calling it quality assurance. You know, yes. this podcast is, it might be recorded for quality assurance purposes. And so are these picks. Absolutely. Yes. Go ahead, AJ. So, I, uh, so with mine, mine dovetails into, I have two podcast recommendations, uh, both from the same podcast, two different episodes. Uh, and it dovetails into your uh, In Pursuit of Silence. Um, Art of Manliness 604 and uh, Art of Manliness, and I should have grabbed the episode number and I didn't. Um, the, the episode 604 is the, the most recent one or one of the most recent ones where he brings on a gentleman who, um, the, the episode name is The Boring Decadence of Modern Society. And it's based on an author who um, basically studies history and the, the rise and fall of civilizations from an economic standpoint and how, uh, you know, we, we felt up until this, this um, budding recession that we're coming into that we were on a high, like, you know, innovation was at an all-time high and stuff. And really, he points out that we weren't on a high. That was just the, the, the fall since our original high, which was like the 1950s, 1960s, when the space race hit. We just hadn't gotten out of that mode. And it was just an interesting kind of step backwards of instead of looking at the times before COVID as oh, everything was great to we were already on the decline and kind of it, it just put me in a different mindset of looking at what was going on before this. And so I just wanted to throw that out. The other one I wanted to throw out was from an earlier uh, season of the art of manliness and it's silence in the age of noise by Erling. I'm going to slaughter his, la- his last name. Like I did the last time I brought this up on the show. Kat Kayagi. How about Kegi? Anyway, um, in his adventure of silence, and this is the gentleman that walked across, I believe the South pole or uh, on foot and wrote about the the uh, the epoch that is silence because you are the only person practically on a continent so i thought it dovetailed well into your the topic for today's show absolutely um i you know in uh, last episode uh we talked a lot about uh videos you can watch on the tube uh youtube in this case i happen to uh realize that i've been following more and more uh, what are called silent vlogs, and I'm using a V instead of a B, uh, video logs. Silent vlogs, what the heck are those? Well, I'm noticing that more people, uh, of mainly of the minimalist uh, ilk, the, the, the cadre, if you will, are creating videos with quiet music, and I'm talking like quiet piano, quiet guitar, whatever have you, 
and they're using the sounds of whatever they're doing, such as cooking or creating a meal uh, or creating a dish or going through life. And I happened to stumble across uh, a video entitled A Very Hugo Weekend. Oh, that Ooh, rings with it. us. Indeed. And, it, you know, this is uh, of, a, of a vlogger with a V uh, who pretty much has video documents their day and how all the comforts of their home and their life. And no, this isn't an Instagram superstar. This is someone who uh, you're, you know, seeing just going about, ambling about life. But what a wonderful uh, look uh, of, of someone's perspective. And you can let your mind uh, create the dialogue from watching the video. There may be a couple captioned uh, messages and things, but the question I would have uh, that I would pose as you would be looking at this very Hugo weekend uh, from the link we have on our show notes, what is the soundtrack or the music that you would be having to your Hugo weekend? Now, AJ has mentioned chill hop or uh, down tempo or some other types of music. Mine's totally ambient, uh, but aha. Uh, AJ just showed something to me that I'm sure he'll be talking about. Um, what is the soundtrack to your weekend? Now, if you have kiddos at home, it could be the Benny Hill soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> Okie dokie brothers here, buddy. That's right. Exactly. Okie dokie brother. Uh, or is it a smooth jazz? Is it classical? Is it uh, ska? Is it, uh, you know, <laughs> swing music? What is your, your soundtrack? I'm just really getting into silent vlog movements. Got a question, AJ. Um, have you ever noticed any technology silent vlogs? I have not. Ever since you, we talked about this off the mic, I have not seen something in this vein. I think the closest would be like a, like a Matt Diavella uh, video, like one of his early ones when he was doing his minimalist breakdown type stuff, sure. but not in, that, that would be the closest thing to this that I could describe for our listeners. Imagine what that would be, a, a, a video that talked about or that demonstrated technology without voices or someone going, hey guys, want to talk to you about that? You know, um, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Anyway, that's all I uh, wanted to talk about that. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, the quality assurance has been uh, fully uh, vetted for your enjoyment. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think we should probably stick a fork in this show. I think we should. That wraps it up for this yet again, another locked down edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, because we're all staying at home, you might be listening to us over the air on Camry 102.3 FM. They're community powered and they're streaming worldwide all over the place, wherever the heck you're at at KMRE.org. And from that silent city of subdued excitement, I'm AJ Barce. And my name is Chris Powell, and we want to thank you again for joining us quietly on the Bellingham Podcast. Dude, did you not like that alliteration? I totally just made that up. You totally did it, and I'm proud of you for keeping uh, grammatical uh, continuity. Sibilant sounds, buddy. Sibilant sounds.